Hey everybody, this is Sean McVeigh and welcome to the Vet Med Mind. What is the Vet Med Mind? It's a podcast that we're doing here at Veterinary Growth Partners, celebrating success stories in veterinary medicine. I'm joined by Rachel Tashberg. You've certainly heard her speak or lecture at some of our conferences. So together and with other guests, we're going to explore in veterinary medicine, both current, past, and maybe even future uh, success stories. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Contreras. I'm so excited to have you here today. Rachel, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you having me on. I mean it. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. So Dr. Contreras, you have been working with Julia Bear as your practice coach at VGP for quite a while. So I have been hearing all about you and all the cool things that you're doing in practice and all the amazing things that you're doing in your community. So of course, I really wanted to have you on the podcast so that way you can share this with the veterinary community and the world, and they can hear about all the incredible things that you're doing. So I first want to start off, um, just give us a little bit of history. You know, uh, where where did your career start or what's sort of your veterinary origin story, if you will? I guess it kind of starts again when you're little. Uh, my uh, my dog ended up uh, when I was little, I had puppies. <laughs> and so it was the greatest day of my life. Right. And so we had all these puppies. Uh, I would run home to play with these puppies every day. And so that's kind of where my love for animals and everything like that and caring for them kind of, I think, kind of come from, came from. And so uh, when I got older, when I was in high school, uh, my aunt uh, ended up giving, getting me a job to volunteer at an animal hospital. And it was the greatest job I ever had. Again, all all I was doing was picking up poop. Uh, but when somebody brought in a, ba- a bunch of baby raccoons and I-, I lost my mind, it was like, this is like, I know where I need to be. And so I had a little bit of difficulty at high school. Uh, I'm emancipated. And so like basically like a foster child in a lot of different homes. And so I didn't do great academically in high school. <laughs> and so, but I was blessed to be able to play football. And so I got a football scholarship to go to the University of Illinois, fighting line. Uh, and uh, uh, unfortunately I broke my neck in a lot of careers, but uh, I was able to um, really learn how to learn. All right. And so, you know, by being diagnosed with like learning disability and those type of things, obviously not that I'm stupid. I'm very brilliant. It's just that I learn differently. And so I actually went back to school after I graduated in art history, uh, went back to school, uh, did all my classes and everything like that. Then went to the University of Florida, the greatest vet school ever, uh, and uh, got my veterinary degree um, there. And so uh, and I did an internship and then I've been working at Carroll Stream Animal Hospital, uh, which I have, which I, which I own for the past eight years. And so, um, so it's been, it's been a lot, that, that's kind of my, my veterinary origin journey uh, to, to where I am today. What a journey. I really like that. It's unconventional, you know, like you knew mm-hmm. you loved animals, but that wasn't the initial path that you took and right. even more incredible. And I, I, you know, I, I wish that we had more time so you can kind of unpack some of the things you talked about, like, especially, um, just with some of the challenges you faced growing up and learning disabilities and even all the things just from a, um, uh, you know, resilience standpoint, like breaking your neck. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's a lot to kind of yeah. deal with and come back from. And especially as probably like a, you know, older teenager, right? Early in your twenties, yeah. like whenever that might've happened. So that's yeah. like set a, kind of a pivotal time of your life as far as transition goes as well. So really amazing that you kind of came back. So I, I guess I'm just a little bit curious about that you know, you, you had gotten a degree in something else and then decided to kind of do a post back and get all the education that you need for vet school. So did you sort of have like this, like moment of awareness of like, I really just want to be a vet. Like what, what was that like to make you want to go back? It it did. And so when I, again, 
So like I said, when I was in college, right, my coaches wanted me to stay eligible, right? And so, and because of uh, my academic struggles, they were, they had looked, they, I think we're just looking in my, in my best interest and they wanted me to, to go in this route. Little did they understand, like art history was actually very, very difficult. And there was a ton of, <laughs> which I'm, I'm very proud of it. And so, but I knew once I was done with football, done playing football and in school, finishing up about to graduate. And literally I went and, you know, I just literally, I had, uh, I did a little part-time job where I was working at a horse farm and I was like, I know what I want to do. This is what I want to do. This is what I need to do. And so, uh, again, so I knew from working with horses, uh, even though I don't work with horses now, uh, I love horses. <laughs> But dogs and cats are basically what I do. Uh, but I knew I wanted to work with animals and that's where I needed to be. And so it's one of those things that, you know, you get, um, you get, you just get a clear picture of what you know you want to do. You know, you go uh, into art history and you're like, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to do this. And 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 though I love teaching, it's what I really what I do every day um, with my clients. But I knew that I knew I wanted to work with animals. And though I got, you know, a little sidetracked from that, I, I, I brought myself back because I knew, again, in your heart, if you know what you want to do and this is your passion you, you, you know that's that's the direction you need to go in so, can, and so that's where we're back I can totally relate I tried when I was in college I tried to resist as much as I could like my bio major path um, everyone was like it's so hard getting into vet school is so hard and vet school is so hard and everything's so hard and everything's so expensive and I was like okay I guess I'm not going to vet school and you know it like it kind of became this like squished dream for a while and um, I actually changed my name my major so many times. And finally I was like, I broke down and I had kind of that moment too, that I was like, no, like this is, I ha I can't stop. I can't just pretend like this isn't the thing I want. So I, and I love that you said that <clears throat> because that's what so many kids get faced with every day, constantly saying, it's so hard to get in. You're going to get, you know, I mean, so you look how many people don't get in. There's so little vet schools, but I'm like, listen, guys, if this is what you want to do. Unfortunately, I didn't get it in the first or second or third time in vet school, but I knew this is what I wanted to do, yeah. you know? And, and honestly, again, I'm going to be practicing for the next 50 years. Okay. Cause I'm never going to retire because I love absolutely what I do. So I'm never going to retire. Yes. And the thing about, you know, one or two years, extra versus another 50 years of doing what your your passion is again if, if, if kids can get that perspective and understand that i think a lot of them will hopefully pursue what they what they really want to do Absolutely. you know instead of having that so yeah but, and, yeah. and I, look and i get it i think you know at least in my experience i think everyone had the best of intentions and maybe mm -hmm. there was some like motivational aspect hidden behind all of it but yeah all i heard was like hard expensive challenges, you know, yep. and, and when you're like That's a teenager, exactly right. you're like, uh, okay, <laughs> that doesn't sound very exciting, you know? No. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I totally get that. Now, of course I didn't end up going to vet school at the end of the day, because for me, yeah. the business side is surprised me. You know, I, that was another thing. I didn't really think of the other career opportunities within vet med. So mm. while I was in that process, I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I got promoted as a practice manager while I was kind of planning to go to vet school. And I was like, wow, this is so interesting to me. And I'm curious yeah. because you are a business owner. And yeah. so did you come out of school and immediately become a business owner or you, you worked as an associate and bought the practice? How did, how did that work? Yeah. So I came out, uh, was an associate, uh, for about two and a half, almost three years. And so the people who I bought the practice from who I love, love dearly, I, they were just, I'm extremely close with them. And they're just one of the greatest, some of the greatest people I've ever known. They were 
ready to be done. And so they said, we're either going to sell to this corporation or we're going to sell it to you. It's up to you. And so uh, I was like, okay, (laughs) I guess I bought a practice. And so I I don't want to speak badly about, you know, corporations because they do such, there are a lot of great things about, you know, corporate, you know, practices and those type of things. But uh, I knew how I like to practice. I know the things that I like to do and the freedoms that I want to have. And so, um, so it just made sense to, to, to buy the practice. And so it's been, you know, it's one of those things that unfortunately I never did any business classes. I never went to business school and I, 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 I wish so badly I did now, <laughs> but I've been very blessed to have the team that I have uh, and just learning as I go, you know? And so that's kind of, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of it at this time. So Absolutely. And so what has surprised you about being a business owner? Uh, what surprised me, again, the, the most is just, uh, you know, all, there's so many, a million little details of what needs to be done. And the important thing is to be able to, most importantly, as a business, be able to delegate so many things that you just don't need to do. And that's extremely difficult for me because I like to do all the little things. Um, But I've had to try my best to make sure that, hey, you know, as an owner, these are the things that you need to prioritize to get done and that these other people you need to like let them do their job, you know, and so um, and and to help them and guide them and to make sure they understand how to do it properly. Um, But but yeah, so there's there's been a lot of different things, uh, so many different things uh, that you know, owning a business that that it takes as far as, you know, being able to help people do their job. One, um, being able to, you know, correct people when they're not doing what they need to be doing, you know, uh, and really just making sure all the pieces of the team work together. I mean, there's a lot uh, of making sure when you have, you know, you know, 15, 20 employees, they all need to work really well together. And that's, that's just, you know, directing people is one of the hardest parts and, you know, very difficult portion of, of being an owner, which again, it's something that has to be done. So. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, of course, you, there, there are a million pieces, like you said, and I do, I do feel like, you know, vets in general. And I think a lot of people that are called to this profession, sometimes I think, you know, being a perfectionist or having those sort of control issues are like a prerequisite. (laughs) We all like, we all really like to be able to control the things and it's hard to delegate. And, you know, for you, was that something that you feel like maybe you learned a little bit the hard way? Like, you know, was there a moment where you were like, I just can't do all this myself anymore. And like, it forced you to let go. Or do you feel like you kind of came into business ownership with open eyes to be like, I kind of know that the best way this will work is if I hire the right people and lean on my team to allow this thing to actually function. Yeah, you know, it's actually a little bit of both. And so, um, cause you know, there's so much of it that I just didn't know. So I had to learn really a lot of definitely the first year, really the hard way, you know, uh, of a lot of these things. And so, but I recognized pretty early, like, Hey, these people, this person, these people are amazing. They can do these things here and they're really good at it. Let them do it, you know? And so, um, but again, it's a lot of it is just, you know, it's unfortunately it is staff turnover, you know, so there's always trying to hire. And so those have been very, very difficult things, especially in this climate, because I'm looking for a veterinarian at the moment. And so uh, it's a very, very, very competitive, hard climate to, um, to get people in and to keep, you know, to keep good people, you know, and so, so that that has been, that has been very, very hard and challenging. But, um, but I have come into definitely at this time, much more so as far as, hey, get the right people, put them in these positions, 
let them be successful, you know, help them really build them up, you know, especially with like my associates and, and those type of things, office manager and some of my techs, just really getting them to help teach them have ways and really systems in place where you can teach them so that they can thrive. So that that's been hard. That's the learning process. And that always actually does continue to kind of adapt. So. Absolutely. And a lot of this delegation and getting the right people on board allows you to have a little bit more time to do some of your other things and, and amazing things that you're doing in the community, right? Yep. So you are the founder of the Vet Bros Pet Education Charitable Fund. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that. So this is my dream project. And so it's, it's really been, you know, one of my passions is to go out into the community, teach, educate people on how to best care for pets. And so education is in the name because that's really what I love to to do. One of my favorite things is to teach kids, you know, teach communities about, you know, pet health and teaching them about being able to care for pets and being really, again, um, helping others. And so we have kind of branched into help, trying to help um, really with our homeless care program where we go out once a month to the inner cities of Chicago to help the homeless population that has pets and help kind of give help with their veterinary care. Okay. And so um, we've had a vet care program where we have certain vet care members who can um, really apply for once they sign up to become vet care members, their clients can sign up. And if they have an emergency or anything like that, uh, we can cover a portion of the cost. And so um, the big thing that I'm trying to do right now is really write. Uh, I love writing children's books. And so I've written a, a couple of children's books that uh, I really want basically the next generation to, to make things like teeth brushing a normal thing. You know, I want to make sure to normalize it. So it's not so foreign. Every time I tell somebody to brush it, like, what? You know, so that's my goal with these books, um, you know, with with our different programs that we have. Uh, and so and so it's really just caring for pets and caring for them and, and helping them the best we can. And so that's really the the foundation and really my life's work. Um, what I'm trying to trying to do is so. Um, I ended up also buying the building next to my hospital. I, I did put in what they call a central bark doggy daycare. Again, the building kind of opened up next to my hospital. It opened up. It just it fit really well. And I just over this past year, because of COVID, we've been seeing so many pets just being relinquished back to the shelters. So many fearful, scared dogs coming into my clinic. Uh, I just wanted to try to help in a way. And I I felt like this is the best system um, that I could find that really helps to get dogs to be more social, get them exercise, mental stimulation. That's a really a whole dog health kind of approach for a pet. So that's, that's another branch of what you know, I, I try, I'm trying to do with, um, with my career and with, you know, with everything that we're trying to do with my, my foundation and everything. So it just, it, it all fit together and just worked out, worked out well. So it's amazing. Yeah, it sounds thing. like all the things that you're doing in the community. And I love the idea of children's books to educate kids when they're young. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember, you know, being a, being a kid and seeing how my parents took care of my dog mm-hmm. and then, you know, growing up and coming into the industry and being like, you didn't know that like, you know, scooting anal glands, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they just like didn't <laughs> yeah. know. And, yeah. you know, there was like a lot of stuff like that, that like, I, like my, I, I was suddenly getting educated and I was like, oh my yeah. God, like we were terrible pet parents. Like we just like, you know, there were certain, like, of course, like the first time my mom yeah. heard about toothbrushing too, she was like, are you kidding me? 
like, you know, like, so it's just, it is, it's so important. And, uh, and I appreciate that you're putting in the work and the effort to make all of this accessible to people of all ages. Um, and like you said, you know, yes, you're a veterinarian, but you're really a teacher and that's really inspiring. So, um, as we close out this episode, I just want to ask you one question. It's kind of a big question, but, um, you know, how do you, um, how do you define success, um, in your career? And I know that can kind of like shift and change, but you know, what does that look like for you? What, what is that, what is that dream and goal that you, you see for the future for yourself or for your practice? Awesome. Uh, it's a great question. Uh, yes, it is a very, uh, difficult one as far as, uh, it keeps building upon itself. And so right now, what I feel like is, is, uh, what success looks like is basically a really successful practice where I've surrounded myself, uh, with a team, right? Both in my nonprofit, Central Bark, in Carroll Street Animal Hospital, where I've surrounded myself with a team of people who want to have the same type of motivation and helping pets that I do. And so I want to make sure that I have a team that's not just doing it just at my facility, but is actually wanting to go out in the community and help or go on social media and, and, you know, spread educational information who want to, you know, have fun too with helping pet owners provide great pet care and just really taking care. So honestly, it's, it's really just having a unbelievable, great team. I feel like that I've put myself around that have a same common mission. And so if I can do that and do that successfully, you know, at my practice where I don't have to be there every single day, that will be a, a really defining success for me and in, in, in my business. So. Well, it sounds incredible and you are clearly well on your way. So I'm excited to continue to hear all about all the things that you're working on and all the amazing successes. And I know a lot of people, if they're interested in learning more about you, we will have all of the links to your nonprofit um, and information about your books and all sorts of stuff um, linked to the podcast. So they'll be able to see that stuff there. So Dr. Contreras, thank you so much for being with us today. It was so great chatting with you. I really appreciate it. It's an honor. I, thank you so much, Rachel. I really appreciate you being and having me on. So thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. And uh, by the way, if you know somebody that in your life is a success story in veterinary medicine, and I really mean this, it could be a kennel worker. It could be the person who cleans your hospital. Uh, it, it can be the best client that comes through the door who's an animal advocate, uh, a success story in your neighborhood. Uh, those are the kind of stories that we're looking for. And so I don't think we're going to have any shortage uh, of uh, candidates, but I'm always interested to hear what you think of when we say who's a success in your life what's going on in their vet med mind 